So yesterday, the old Facebook started pinging away as connections started sharing some sad news. It's always a terrible feeling, you know. You, you can feel it. Uh, you got your phone in your pocket. It starts buzzing away. You know the hive. It is all your friends are connecting. You know they're gossiping, and quite often that means they're talking about some sad news. And it was the truth. Yeah, yesterday it was true. Yesterday, some very sad news came through. Got the news that Dimitri had died, which is shocking. It's before his time. He was only 49 years old. Dimitri, um, some people call him Dom, radio guy, uh, did ZM nights and fill-in shifts in Wellington back in the 90s. He was a sports editor at Radio New Zealand. I think he worked for the international um, arm. He did that for 10 years. Uh, lived up in Parapuram and worked at Beach FM on the Kapiti Coast for a couple of years as well. After a few too many restructures, which is what we've had to go through in the media, um, Dimitri quit the broadcasting game and he went to work on the buses in 2012. Uh, I never worked with Dimitri, um, and indeed I was in a different city from him, but he worked with other mates of mine and we chatted whenever we met. We had a couple of epic nights. We connected at ZM reunions, because I used to work at ZM as well, and we used to talk a bit on Facebook. And so he died yesterday, and I was shocked. I hadn't heard from him for a couple of months, and um, so was everyone. Turns out he had a stroke at work on Friday, and while things looked okay for a day or so, eventually they had to put him into an induced coma, his condition worsened, and then he slipped away. Now, the reason I mentioned the sad news is that I woke up this morning and saw that his death had actually made the papers. Because his family had made the claim that the situation at NZ Bus in Wellington was so farcical and chaotic that the stress of Dimitri's job was a contributing factor to his stroke at the early age of 49. Now, you know, I can confirm this. As I said earlier, I phoned him a couple of months ago. I phoned Dimitri, knowing about his job as an operation manager at the bus, and I knew that it was making news, and I wanted to ask him, you know, was the Wellington bus service a nightmare? So I asked him, and he said, the Wellington bus service is a nightmare. <laughs> The scheduling revamp that doesn't work, the lack of drivers to fulfill the promises that New Zealand bus made to Wellington. And he said, I've been tearing my hair out. I've been tearing my hair out. So Dimitri had been there since 2012, and he's running the ops, right? The schedules and the drivers. The grand plans that are made for him. Last Friday, he was midway through his shift. He had already made 85 changes to the schedules and the drivers halfway through the day. Now, a bad day normally involves just 20 changes in an entire shift. He had done 85. And then he had what was ultimately fatal, a stroke. Now, his family, in going to the media, recognise that there are many factors behind strokes, but say that the working conditions at NZ Bus and the Wellington Bus Service were the final straw. So, in the memory of Dimitri, I'm going to say this, enough is enough. I know that public transport operation is a devilishly complex beast, but the suits and the brains behind bus operations up and down this country keep getting it wrong. The schedule revamps that look good on paper but don't work and are beyond the capabilities of the companies that won the tender. The driver shortages that are chronic, spurred on by the low wages, which you can also sheet home to the cut-rate tender the bus companies made in the first place to get the gig, and, of course, the councils who accepted those tenders. 
The shuffling of drivers from one area of shortage to another. Auckland has a driver shortage, but their drivers were siphoned off to Tauranga because their shortage was worse. The council and the transport middle management, who worked their eight-hour days at their desks, looking at their theory, staring at computer screens, in a fantasy world of what might be possible with their public transport operation, and yet have little idea of actually what's going on in the street. One of Dimitri's great mates, Phil, one of my mates too, he was, he was complaining the other day on Facebook. He drives a seat in bus. Two buses turn up at the same time. They're not supposed to, but they're just following the schedule that somebody in the office had come up with. This has all got to stop. And the reason it's got to stop is because public transport can work. It has worked. It worked all around the world. It has worked in New Zealand. I've used it all my life. But lately it stopped working. And every time these guys cock it up, it gives its critics another chance to put the boot in. And that makes it even worse for everyone, including those snobs in the cars. You need the public transport option to work so that Mike Hosking can still drive around and complain about public transport.